This is the world of Raw Podcast. And now your host, standing at 6'4", 225 pounds, from Alice, Texas, Roel Santos. All right, all right, all right, folks. Sit back, relax, and crank up your volume to the highest level. Because it's now time for the World of Row Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Roel Santos. I am a podcaster. I am a driver of a sedan. (laughs) I don't know where I was going with that. Uh, I am a loving husband, a caring father, a delightful human being, a fan of orange leaf yogurt. This is the podcast, guys. Welcome. If this is your first time here, I hope you enjoy. This podcast comes to you every single Friday on iTunes, Google Play, any podcasting app you use. There's a couple of great ways that you can help out my show if you haven't already done so. If you have an iPhone, please take the time to go write a review on iTunes. Leave five five farts. Leave five stars. Please make sure you uh, subscribe to it. I wouldn't want five farts, just an FYI. Take the time to write a review and, of course, subscribe to it. Then share with your friends. Tweet it, Instagram it, Snapchat it, whatever type of social media, add it. I would really appreciate it. If you have an Android phone, please take the time to write a review on Stitcher Radio or maybe Google Play. I think they do that on Google Play. I'm not too sure. I've never really used Google Play. Anyway, guys. I also have a Patreon page if you want to donate to the show at patreon.com slash world of row. You could donate a couple of bucks if you want in your pocket that you got there. Instead of getting that Starbucks coffee or whatever type of coffee you get in the mornings on your way to work, you can kick a couple my way. Maybe I can buy that coffee for you and I'll enjoy it and I'll tell you how much I like it. Or if it's a breakfast taco if you're in South Texas. If you're on the West Coast or East Coast, I don't know what kind of uh, breakfast you have. I think if you're in Boston, you probably have... Dunkin' Donuts, they got some good stuff there. That chicken wrap is amazing from Dunkin' Donuts. Anyway, guys, 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 how are y'all? What is going on? How? What is new in your life? Are you enjoying the wind, the winter, the 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 winds of change? And we're in a different season. We're in a different time of the year. Are you having a wonderful time? How are your kids? If you have kids, how's your significant other? Are they treating you well? Are you treating them well? That's important. You always got to take care of them. You got big plans for Memorial Day coming up. Should be an exciting time, right? Most people have week- weekends off and then they get that Memorial Day. When I say most people, I'm referring not to myself because I never have Memorial Day off. But the benefit of having to work on Memorial Day for myself is I get time and a half. Haha. <laughs> wink, wink. I own you. <laughs> anyway, guys, um, I'm, I'm doing okay. It's been a long week. It's been a long week from last Friday to this Friday. It has been a very wrong, wrong, not wrong, long week, very testy week. The test of strength in the terms of Mortal Kombat. I've been tested this week, both mentally and uh, I think I, I've, with, I've withstood it. Withstood it, I think. Is that the right word? Yeah, I, I think that, yeah, I've, I've overcome that obstacle overcome those objections that that came from somewhere i don't know where it came from and i'm kind of rambling incoherently and 
I think that's just because I haven't done a real long monologue where I feel like I have a lot to talk about and I really don't have a whole lot to talk about. But I think that I, I, I want to tell you guys, I, I was really burnt out on podcasting for a little bit. I, I really was. And with my son coming very, very soon, it could happen in the next week, two weeks. It could happen very, very soon where he, he where he's here. And I'm, I've been debating whether or not to kind of temporarily shelve the show, take like a short break, and then come back. I haven't missed a week. You know, most podcasts and indie podcasts at, at, at that can't say they've gone, you know, the full 74 weeks. And that is my daughter in the background. What, babe? What? Have what? Here, you want to play some music? Okay. So we're going to play some music here. So I'm just kind of rambling here. I'm I'm in the middle of a of a little car ride with my daughter, hanging around. It's a late Wednesday evening. But yeah, so going back to what I was saying, I was a little I was a little burnt out. I was exhausted. I I I wanted to just kind of stop podcasting. I like I I think I don't know if it was just I haven't run out of guests and I think the problem is what what's frustrating with that, and I've said it before, is is really the timing. The timing is bad, and I know y'all y'all have heard me say this over and over and over again. I don't mean to beat it with a dead horse, but I just haven't, oh, you know, like the umph. And I, I I'm I'm getting back into it, which is kind of good. It's really good actually, but I you know doing the show. I was on Fearcast a couple of weeks ago. If you guys have time, go check it out. I've been on Fear Show twice. He asked me last October to do his uh, 31 Days of Frightness or Fright Fest or it was October. So, I mean, we all love Halloween. So I was really elated to be on the show with him on the, on that. But I, I was I was a little I've been I yes, I've been checked out mentally for a little bit. And and it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just kind of like, you know, life life happens. There's <laughs> Is there's sometimes there's more important things in life, and I don't want to call this a hobby. People, people who podcast often say it's a hobby, but it's it, it takes a lot of work and it takes a lot of passion and dedication to do it. So I'm I don't consider it a hobby. I consider it something that I enjoy doing, and it's a passion. I think it's it's beyond it's beyond a hobby. But you know, I just wasn't I wasn't there. I wasn't I haven't been there. You know, what I mean, like just eh. You know, it could be just with everything going on and preparing and everything like that, that, I mean, it, it just all that stuff going on, you gotta, just gotta be prepared for it. And I think that my focus has been on other things and I don't know. I mean, it just, I, I gotta refocus. I gotta, I gotta plug back in and I gotta, I gotta dial it up a few notches with everything in life, you know, with my job, with work, with my family, with this, I mean, I, I got to give everything 110%. <laughs> I'm laughing because of Bedazzled. You, you guys have seen Bedazzled. I remember he's like, got to give it 110%. Got to keep going. You know, uh, anyway. Um, I'm listening to Strawberry Letter 23. Good song. You guys, uh, if you've seen Jackie Brown, it's the song where Samuel L. Jackson takes Chris Tucker and puts him in the trunk and then drives into the middle of a field and kills him. It's classic Tarantino, man. The guy's got good soundtracks, and he puts together good soundtracks. One of my favorites, actually, was Reservoir Dogs. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy puts together good soundtracks, even for Volume 1 and Volume 2. Uh, yeah, so I, saw, I told you guys, I saw that movie. 
but there's oh, there's there's a lot of good shows that I need to catch up on or get into. I saw that ESPN 30 for 30 on the XFL. Have you guys seen that? That was pretty good. I don't mean to get too sports oriented, but I've been debating whether or not to start watching House of Cards. Have you all seen House of Cards? Anybody out there? I heard it's really good. Kevin Spacey obviously is, is one of my favorite actors. I loved him in in Seven. Just such a narcissi- narcissistic, crazy, bad mother canucker in that <laughs> in that movie. Just like you know, zero to zero to sixty with craziness. I mean, just the the tone. And I mean, he was awesome in Usual Suspects, and of course, American Beauty. Everybody loves American Beauty, but I've been wanting to get into that show, and everyone keeps telling me that I should. And uh, there's some other shows on Hulu I want to watch. Like the the story about James Bond sounds interesting. Speaking of which, Roger Moore passed away. Man, he was 89 years old. One of my favorite Bonds, actually. I actually like him a lot as a James Bond. I know a lot of people are big Sean Connery guys. Not too many T-Dalt guys, but I'm a big Sean Connery guy. And uh, I was really bummed. I mean, not Sean Connery, a Roger Moore guy. I was really bummed to... To hear that he passed away. Rest in peace, Roger Moore. He had that, just that, that panache, right? I think he had that panache to be James Bond. He had that, the, the, the accent and the, the British accent. And I know he was like in the 70s and 80s Bond and he was pretty slick. And then you replaced him with T. Dalt. But Daniel Craig is actually, is it David Craig? No, it was Daniel Craig, I think. Yeah, Dan- he's actually a pretty good Bond. I, I like him as James Bond, but. Roger Moore was one of my favorites, so rest in peace, Roger Moore. A View to a Kill is still my one of my favorite James Bond movies. There's like over 30 of them or something like that. I think they're all 29 or... This is crazy. Um, What else is what else is going on? God, we got summer. You, already got, you guys already know how I feel about that. Got my son coming, yeah, a couple of weeks. You know, the wife went to the doctor today and... Told her that uh, he, he it's because he's coming. He's coming. We're super excited. We're looking forward to it. It's just, oh man, I can't believe it. You know, and, I, and my dad and I talked about it quite a bit in last week's episode. And I got some some pointers from him and some advice. And I'm I'm just I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled. Nervous, but I'm thrilled. I think I'll be okay. Everyone uh, everyone's told me. I think my sister told me. She's like, make sure. It's pointing down when you're changing the diaper, so I gotta make sure he's he's taken care of there, and and, and we'll be okay. <laughs> and basketball, right? Let's talk about basketball. My Spurs got swept out of the playoffs. Oh, that hits that gets the feels that hits the feels pretty bad. I was a little disappointed, but Kawhi Leonard was hurt. I mean, had he not been hurt, I think that series would have been totally different. And what sucks is then David Lee goes down, and you're just like, God, could, this could not have happened at a worse time. You know, for years, San Antonio was always was always one of the lucky teams to never get the injury bug, and I guess it was their time for it. it was their time, it was their turn, I guess. But it was ama- it was crazy because I had been telling people all year long, and they were like, Hey, what do you think of the Spurs? You think they're going to win? I go, They have a good chance. They have their moments, and I wasn't convinced that they were that they were there. You know, they like they they weren't impressing me. I'm like, well, you know, last year they won 67 games. I was pretty convinced they could beat Golden State last year, but not this year. Even though they beat them twice this year, which is weird, 
But then, you know, they they were peaking at the at the right time in the playoffs and and everyone was was on the same page and then Kawhi goes down. Tough. That's tough. Tough for them to go through. But there's always next year. And uh, I think they, they might have a good chance next year. Let's see if they move some people around and they make some adjustments. Coach Pop knows what he's doing. I'm kind of giving you guys like a, like a pre-World uh, of Row kind of thing. Interesting, right? Interesting. So, yeah, you know, with, with Chris Cornell passing away, I know we t- I kind of briefly touched up on it last week. I went back and listened to a podcast that he was on, on Mark Marin's podcast, who's one of my favorites, as you all know. Uh, that was an interesting interview. And Chris Cornell was an interesting dude, and uh, I think Mark Marin has the, the ability to just get people to talk and have these open-ended conversations with them, and he can just really dig in. I like how he... He gets real personal, and I think these guys, these people, when they're on their on his show, can get real. You know, they develop like a connection to him, and they're able to talk to him, which is what I'm trying to go for here. But going back to this, the podcasting thing, I I've, I know I'm rambling on, but you know, I I, I just I got my I got a, a I got a good kick in the ass the other day, so I, I'm I think I'm I'm ready to go back full speed, full steam ahead. And just be focused and give you guys a good show. And I hope that you all enjoy the show. I know that there's been some repeats, but with these repeats, there's always interesting conversations. And we can go into different conversations and have different types of topics to talk about and just kind of go from there. Like having my dad on the show. He's back, right? I told you guys it was a two-parter. I announced it last week. I mentioned, mentioned it on Twitter. And he's back on the show. We're here to we're, we're talking again, and we just we're just bullshitting, you know. We're, we're just we're just BSing. We're having a good time, father and son talking, and and let me go into a little bit more detail on this on this whole uh, how we podcasted. So they were hanging out. They came to visit us at our place, and my wife went to went to bed, and my my daughter was playing with my, my with her grandmother. And they were all in their own little world. And my dad was like, hey, let me check out your studio. You know, you always you always talk about it. So I was like, okay. So he comes in. He's like, this is impressive. And I think what, what, what kind of like really triggered it was the, the nice quality microphones, the sound panels that I have to kind of enhance the quality of the sound. And he's just like, hey, this is cool. So like, let me just go ahead and show you how what I do. And I kind of hit the record button and we just started talking. And we knocked out you know, an hour and a half, hour and 30 minutes. And I said, you know what? I'm going to do a two-parter. Is that okay with you? He's like, yeah, let's do that. So we just talk. We're just talking, father and son talking. Like I said before, when I'm with my dad, it's just it's just a natural flowing conversation. This is what we talk about when we're around. We really didn't dive into politics, even though I have beat that with a dead horse. I'm not going to talk about it as much on the show anymore. You guys already know where I stand. I'm, I didn't want to bring my dad into on the show to talk about that. So here is part two with my awesome father. I hope you guys enjoy. And it's and you know he he it was, he I think he's kind of like. Got, the older he's gotten, he's kind of come to that whole 
life and he's 18 years sober so that probably has a lot to do with it too so and i think he talked about it too he's like i have to have these nicotine lossages to kind of well that's what i'm saying that a lot of people have to be like feeling good like i remember when i was growing up i had to be feeling good in order to dance and then i would remove my glasses (laughs) and and your mom would say why are you removing your glasses because it's a gimmick man it's all a gimmick. Yeah, well, it's psychological. Yeah. I said, well, because all these people are looking at me. Yeah. Well, so why remove your glasses? I said, because I can't see them looking at me. <laughs> Is that what it was? <laughs> it was I psychological. Thought, I thought it was just because you were like, I'm cool. I'm gonna no, 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 no. I mean, I was a nervous wreck, bro. I needed to be almost drunk you know, it, 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 in order to dance. And now, at, at, at this older age... Like my dad used to say, "Who cares? If we're going to the dance, we're gonna go over there to dance. We didn't come over here just to sit down, right? So we're gonna dance." So I remember my dad. We went to La Villita Dance Hall in Alice, Texas, America, and the where very they first threw, song where they threw bottles at Selena. <laughs> they threw <laughs> bottles at the, the late Selena. Yeah. You know, so what uh, were you saying? You went to this dance hall. Sorry, we went to this dance hall uh, dance and and. The very first song, my my dad gets up and says, "Let's go dance, Abrora." And, and 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 my mom said, "No, no, because there's nobody dancing. You want to go home? We came here to dance. This is a dance hall. Wow. We came here to dance. We didn't come here to just sit." Is he saying this in English or Spanish? No, in Spanish. Yeah. So, o lo vamos para la casa. Yeah. Venimos a bailar o venimos a estar sentados. And he would start to dance, man. And once he got up. Because all it takes for that one first couple, to and then everybody, start, everybody gonna... follows, and but I was just the opposite. I, I I needed to be drunk, remove my glasses, and then I thought I was cool. Wow. It's just like a playing pool. Yeah. I played pool better when I was almost drunk. I than play when golf. I was so... That's the way I, I am with golf. I play better when I'm drunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's psychological. Yeah. It's mind over matter. Yeah. You don't mind. It doesn't matter. And, you know, it, I can't dance. Yes, you can. Uh, if if you were to get the proper training. <laughs> well, yeah. But so is it, you know, so it's funny you talk about that with drinking and dancing. No. So when I did the po- the podcast, remember the first time we did it last year? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 You, you were hesitant about doing it. Yes. So you know you know what I did, right? Yeah, well you bought beer. And I got you drunk. I got well I didn't get you drunk. Yeah. You drank. Good, yeah. You started feeling good and you and said, I started okay. relaxing, yeah. Yeah. But you know what? I mean now that you have this new equipment. It's pretty cool, right? What do you think of this? It, it it's a lot better because uh, uh because you hear yourself. Yeah. And 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 it's not like before. You can hear yourself and you you Man, didn't even know. Think uh, about it when you did the pick and row show with me and Chuck. Remember how? I remember that. Remember how? Man, bush was, league we looked. I was tense, boy. Yeah, you were I, tense. I was like, we were talking about the parachute, the Paris attacks too. Yeah, and I was trying to be cool, and I was more like a fool. And until we went out there by the swimming pool, and you sat on a stool. I did sit on sit on a stool <laughs> seat. I did sit on a stool. No. <laughs> And then we did the, 
And then we did the one last year, right after Amelia's surgery. We did yeah. one, and then we did two, and we did two mm. parts, and it was just like, man, I, the feedback was amazing for those. Really? Yeah. You people are cool out there. You're yeah. cool. Yeah. But we were, you know, you've got the burpees, huh? He's feeling good over there. Just a little, just a little. No, you know, and now we, we got this little space. The compliments I get are pretty cool when I've had people come in and talk, like Ricardo from, did you ever did you listen to that one? No, you're behind. I've listened to some. I've, I'm, I'll, I'll be honest. I I can't. I had a. I had I a forget sometimes. I have, and a, then... I have a friend who's got a, who's a stand up comedian. Um, his name's Sam Slade, and he's done. He did, he worked on the Obama campaign in '08 and '12. Where at? In Ohio. Ohio. Yeah, he lived in Chicago for a little bit. He's a big Cubs fan. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Saw that Cubs fan, Chicano Cubs. Yeah, I, yeah. I've never heard of a Chicano. You, you were good at baseball too, weren't you? You're all right. I played softball. Yeah, so. Yeah. And I played base. I tried everything. Um, I tried everything. I used to love football. Uh, when we used to play out in the street. Yeah, you broke some guy's leg on the street. Yeah, well, that was at sign school after school. We're playing tackle when I he broke his leg. Uh, it's amazing how we used to play tackle without any headgear, helmet. It was painful. Yeah, and I mean, we played like, like rugby. Yeah, rugby's pretty rough too, man. Man, it's amazing. I, if those guys can take that punishment, well, well man, you know what? What's Damn. the life expectancy of a rugby player? Three years? I don't know, man. But you know what? You know what else? What sports rough that doesn't get enough credit? Hockey, man. Yeah, well. Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, um, Wayne Gretzky played for almost... He passed away, right? No, he's still alive. You're thinking of Gordy Howe. Okay, Gordy Howe. From uh, the, the, the Detroit Red, Ring, yeah. Red Wings. He passed away. He, but he played for like 25, 26 yes, years. Yeah. But the concussions were bad, too, yeah, in the NHL. Yeah. But they don't get paid as much. No. But because it's not... So, so we got NFL, NBA, in popularity. Right. MLB, then the NHL. But the baseball players are the highest paid. They, they are the highest paid. But but they play 162 games a year. Well, yeah. I mean, can you imagine all this NFL, ex-NFL players that have dementia CT. or whatever, and they only played once a week. Imagine if they were to play several times a week. I mean, they get- man, there wouldn't be any uh, NFL. Yeah. NBA players. Somebody Chuck was asking me one time. He goes, "Do you think the NBA players are crybabies?" And I said, "No." He said, "You don't?" I go, "I go no." And I go, "You know why?" I go, "They probably play three or four times a week. They travel, so they might have a game one night and to Denver, yeah. and they got to go to New York the next day. Yeah. Like as soon as that game's over, they shower, yeah. get on the plane, and they take off straight to New York." Mm-hmm. You switch time zones. You lose sleep. Yeah, that's why they get. And then you get up in the next morning, and yeah. you got to play again. That's why they play lousy in certain games, man. But there was a guy that posted something on on Facebook, and and it made a lot of sense to me because all these veterans, all you veterans out there, I thank you, I salute you, thank you for your sacrifice. 
they get paid like, you know, the lowest ranking. You talking about NBA? No, 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 in the military. Oh, yeah, they don't get paid a lot. Uh, you know, 30, 40,000, whatever it is. Which is not enough. No, and they sacrifice arm and limb and, like the saying goes, all gave some and some gave all. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they're trying to do away with their benefits. And all these professionals, NBA, baseball, football players getting millions and millions of dollars for playing a game. And these guys are at war. And this is and it's a and hobby. They, and they want, yeah. And they want to take away their benefits. What's wrong with this country, man? What's wrong with this picture? I think those, those the military deserves a lot more money, I think. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, they they do a lot, and 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 I hear it all the time, and I'm just like, you know what? You you don't get enough. No, you don't get enough at all. No, fifteen percent off a meal is not enough. Twenty five percent is not enough. You need to get twenty two veterans a day commit suicide. Wow, PTSD stuff. Yeah. I remember your grandfather, my dad. Mm-hmm. He was wounded in action, declared dead. Oh, I remember him saying, I never want to see a gun, not even a BB gun. Wow. At home. Yeah. I mean, back then there wasn't PTSD or nothing like that. I mean, you went to the VA. But you was like, get over it. You go yeah, on with your life. Yeah, get over it. And nowadays, wow, it's amazing. So again, all the the veterans out there, I salute you and thank you, thank you very much for your sacrifice. Yeah. Yeah. I had a friend one time. He went to a. a, I'll just say it. He went to like a Chick Fil A here in town, and he was a military veteran. And the manager was at the Chick-fil-A. And Chick-fil-A, most of them, some of them are franchised. Right. But they have, they're known for excellent customer service. Right. The most of them are. Mm-hmm. And he said, do you offer any military discounts? And the manager's like, no. And he, he got upset. He's like, how come we don't have, you know, they got into this big argument. And he used to say, he said, I'm not going to Chick-fil-A ever again. Mm-hmm. And he, I go, why? He goes, they don't give military discounts. So that's kind of messed up. Yeah. And and I mean I'm just like you know the guy served the country. Yeah. Doesn't matter one year, two years, three years. That's still longer than any yeah. of us will ever yeah. serve. Yeah. And and they, and and he and you should still give respect. Yeah. And uh, I see military people and I think them. Um, they're like, well, it's just a job. I go, yeah, it's a job that I'm not doing. You're doing it. That's right. And twenty four seven, and you don't get paid overtime. No, it's a set, set pay. Wow, I was never in the military, but you wanted to be in so bad. I tried, I tried, but because of my ACL, they didn't want me. But I worked for the Navy for thirty years, and it, and I didn't work, serve in the military, but I worked for the military, and I. I knew everything that was about them. Their, yeah. you know, the terminology, their ranking, their rules and regulations, and so forth. But 
man, it's and and it's not for everybody. No. And last night when we went to that place, uh, what was the name of that place? Um, Habrat. No, 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 no. That was today at noon. Oh, okay. Uh, I forgot. Lisa took us. It's it's like a Mexican taqueria. Oh, taco, taco palenque. Taco palenque, yeah. Right then and there, the people that were sitting next to me, it was a brother and a sister, and they were both retired. Military. Military, Air Force and Army. And we started talking, and we started talking. She was originally from Panama. Wow. She became a U.S. citizen, and she served in the Army, and he served in the Air Force. Mm-hmm. And we got along great. I had never seen this couple. And and what it's amazing how the conversation started. Because you said, thank you for your service. No, 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 because I didn't know who oh, he was. because they weren't in their fatigues or anything. They were retired military. Yeah, civilian attire. Yeah. But Nicholas or Isabella had St. Peter's mm-hmm. Catholic Church uniform. So she asked, where was Isabella from? Where was it? Mm -hmm. And we started talking from there, and we just ended up talking and talking and talking. You told me you worked at NAS Corpus. NAS Corpus, Corpus Christi Army Depot, Kingsville, El Centro, Key West, and so forth. But do you remember when uh, they sacrificed? I was going to say something. Tell everyone about the Grateful Dead story. I think I've told them before. Right? No, you haven't. No? No. Okay. Jerry Garcia and the Grateful Dead, San Francisco, California. What year was this? Well, Oh, you're talking... Oh, they're, they're, this was a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, when I used to see them, I mean, they used to smoke dope and do drugs and whatever. And I grew up in the 60s and we were we went on a disney cruise and we were in the bahamas you were a baby boomer oh <laughs> well, yeah, yeah yeah peace yeah. love peace and love on the side brother <laughs> free love flower power and we went to to the bahamas and we went to the atlantic atlantis uh casino resort hotel and they had an aquarium and in the basement area and and I was, uh, we were walking around and I saw this little kid and he had a, at the time he was, must have been about 10 or 12 years old and he had a Jerry Garcia t-shirt and he was walking around with his parents and I said, hey, uh, oh, Jerry Garcia, the Grateful Dead. I saw them in San Francisco (laughs) and the little boy went with like, yeah, he was one of those rowdy type Cool little dude, man. He said, yeah, yeah, Jerry Garcia. <coughs> Mom, Dad, he saw Jerry Garcia in San Francisco. And and, and they just looked at me like, uh, you know, okay. Uh, they were trying to be polite and courteous. Yeah. And, but little did he know that when I was TDY out there in, in the Bay Area, I was seeing the news on TV, and, yeah. and Jerry Garcia had gotten busted with drugs, and and I saw him on TV. I didn't see him in concert or right. in person. So, with that being said, we walked around a little bit more, and then we ran into him again, and he looked at me again, <laughs> and he went, "Yeah, he saw Jerry Garcia in San Francisco," and I just, 
I just played it off. I said, yeah, yeah, yes, I did, son. And we just walked away. <laughs> but it's amazing how that 12-year-old knew about Jerry Garcia. Yeah, it's amazing. The Grateful Dead. I remember when you told me that story about yeah. it, and I said, you saw Jerry Garcia? Yeah. And you go, on TV. I was like, oh, Ooh. yeah, okay. And I told that story one time um, to my, my district manager from a previous job, Kevin Dath. He was from Vermont. He's, he listens to the show. I think he's he might listen to this, but he was he liked the Grateful Dead, yeah. and he was playing like a live concert that he had burned on a CD, and uh, he he was talking about how he just liked the music and he was a big fan of it, and we're we're, tra- we're traveling, and I'm thinking, okay, well this is like the first time I'm traveling with him. I gotta like, I gotta talk to, him, make conversation. You know, I was kind of nervous and. If he listens to it, he's like, get out of here. You don't have to be nervous. And yeah. this is the same guy who I would call him sir. And he'd be like, don't call me sir. You make me, don't, don't do yeah. that. That's, this is weird. And I go, no, it's, it's, I'm just polite, man. I'm sorry. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, I want to tell him the, the Jerry Garcia thing about my dad, about dad. And he's like, okay. And so I'm thinking this and I tell him, so I tell him that story and he, and he just, he thought it was hilarious. And I go, it was, <laughs> it was almost like you were, it was like you were, uh, like Michael Keaton in a movie one time. Right. When he made a clone of himself, the movie's called Multiplicity, and he's like, oh, he, he like fell. Uh, he was at a dinner because he like saw his other self, right. and then he fell, and he's like, oh, I got this nagging knee injury from the, from the time I went to the, from the time at the Rose Bowl. He's like, you played? And he's like, no, I was there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, was, it was just too funny. It was like one of those yeah, moments. He, I was there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. But that's cool, man. I, I, I always, I always ad- admire the sense of humor that you have and the ability to strike up a conversation with people. And now, for it's years, a challenge. it's a challenge. Yeah. I was, I was for years. I've always been this introverted person, and I've kind of come out of this shell a little yes, bit. Yes, you have. And so, at my job, it requires me to be kind of loose. And yeah, yeah. so every now and again, I got to break the ice. And sometimes, uh, people. Every now and again, like I, I, I try to time stuff, and uh, there yeah, was timing is everything. <laughs> it is everything. I mean, I'm not a stand-up <laughs> comedian by any stretch of imagination, but when I make conversation, I try to make jokes, and I try to find stuff to kind of like resonate with people. Like for yeah. example, I'll give you a couple, and if you may, you may remember them or not, but like sometimes people tell me, "Where, where are you?" I'm like, "Where are you from?" And they're like, "Oh, I'm from such and such, Iowa." I'm like, Iowa, okay. Iowa, Iowa, Iowa. Fill the dreams. Oh, yeah. You've seen Fill the Dreams. Build it, they will come. Yeah, yeah, but there's a part, you know, how all the ghosts, the baseball players, and, oh, yeah. and they ask Kevin Costner. Like, Is this heaven? Yeah, and he's like, no, it's Iowa. Yeah. And that, that's like the thing, yeah. like making it seem like Iowa's like heaven. Right. So like I tell people when I go, you, you tell, like when you tell people you're from Iowa, do they, like do people, do they ask you, is it really like heaven over there? They look at me like puzzled for a minute. Like, ah, I get it. Oh, Feel yeah, the dreams. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what funny. are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. And then every now and again, like I'll I'll say something and and somebody will say, Surely. And I go, Okay, cool. And don't call me yeah, Shirley. Don't call me Shirley. And they start cracking up. I go, You set me up for it. I had to do it. I've you always wanted to, to do yeah, the Shirley yeah. joke just to break the ice. You yeah, yeah, yeah. And once you break the ice, it's even like going to a grocery store, yeah. department store. Yeah. And you see a name tag on a person, and yeah. then you start calling that person by, by their, their name. name. They'll give you better better service. Yeah, 
Most of the time, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I'm, I mean, I'm sure there's some rude people out there. Oh, there's a bunch of knuckleheads. But yeah, well, that guy's uh, a knucklehead. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, you call them by their names. At least he took the time to acknowledge or yeah, you know, acknowledge me and and call me by my name yeah. instead of like. But if you if if you were just polite and courteous sometimes. And tell people, sir, ma'am, whatever. Open the door for an old lady. Let me tell you what happened. I was at the post office in Alice, Texas, America. And I was walking in, right? Mm -hmm. And I saw this young girl with this older lady. Yeah. So she opened the door for the, old, for the older lady. Right. And then I, I said, well, okay, you can go in. And, and she said, no, sir. You go in. She opened the, the young girl opened the door for me. Wow. I said, wow. So, I, I, I mean, I was impressed because here I am thinking I'm a gentleman. I'm going to open this door. And she opened for the old lady or her aunt or a uh, 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 cousin, whoever she was. But he was older than her. Mm -hmm. And she was only liking her teens, early teens. That's respect. She took the opportunity and opened the door for me. That's a very rare, very rare breed for these yes. for these nineties kids. Yep, these oh, kids yeah. born in the mid, late nineties. Exactly. These millennials, I guess, is what they are called. Man, I I don't like the way Paul. I mean, Ringo's looking at me, staring. At me. He's pretty serious, man. Ringo, yeah, Richard Stocky. Look at and look at George. He's looking at you. I know, yeah, George. John hey. is looking at me and Paul is looking at you too. What's up yeah. with that? Ah, uh, you know, they're they're just in the zone there. Yeah, they're they are. You you know, it's funny you you bring that up. And and so like I No, it's not funny. <laughs> uh, it was meant to me it was, no, no, bring no. it up. Okay, yeah. So you got John Lennon behind you there, the New York picture. Right. And I got John Lennon here playing the piano, singing uh, maybe a Hey Jude or I don't know what song. But then you have this one. But for years, dude, I mean, I got into the Beatles when I was 18, mm -hmm. so it's 2000. But remember, you were like 10 or 11 when you got into Carlos Santana. I know, I know, I know. Okay. Which is awesome. Your story. But. Your program. I was always. <laughs> Go for it. I was, for years, I was like a big, uh, a big Paul McCartney guy. Like, he was my favorite Beatle for years. Mm -hmm. But you know who I'm getting to now? George. No. Ringo. No. Who? John. Oh, John. I'm getting oh. into John, man. Let me tell you this. Oh, okay, now that you bring well, well, it. Well, you know, well, hold on. Well, I know where you're going with that, but I mean, I just, I I, 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 I read stuff about him, and I, I really dig what, what John Lennon was and what he was about, man. Yeah, A lot of people are starting to realize that now. Yeah. He was just, he was just a free thinker. Yeah. That's all he was. He was out there. He was far out, yeah. far left, far out. He was far left, right? <laughs> yeah. Anyway. He, anyway, he uh, uh, when we were growing up and, and we used to see the Beatles at the Rialto Theater. Yeah. I remember there was your Uncle Roger and, right. and, and myself and, and Freddie Villarreal and, 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 and David Villarreal and no relation. But we grew up on Treviño, Barrio La Tripa. <laughs> And uh, we all bought some black vinyl jackets. They weren't leather, but they were vinyl. Yeah. And we were the Beatles. So you were John. I was John. Your tío Roger was George. I could see that George Harrison reference. 
Freddy, uh, David Barreal was Paul McCartney and Freddy Barreal was Ringo. Wow. And we used to walk around in that neighborhood with the black vinyl jackets. That's cool. Thinking we were the Beatles. <laughs> and nobody could care less. Nobody. Nobody could care. But it's 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 interesting that you say that because I could see like the why why would they say you were John because of the nose? Because of my nose. <laughs> yeah, because of my nose. Yeah, he had a uh, yeah. Look at that. Yeah, he had a nose. Yeah, and that's sort of a uh, uh, peace people for peace. Yeah. All oh, we yeah, are yeah, saying yeah. is give peace a chance. Yeah. And you know the Ringo Starr was not one of the original Beatles. Yeah, Travis, uh, Best, Pete Best was the original drummer. Yeah, he came around later. And, and, and George he's Harrison, yeah, is uh, is he? Ringo's left-handed. Yeah, okay, and, and and George Harrison, uh, he smoked a lot. Yeah. He died of throat cancer. Yeah. And Paul, well, Paul is still around. Well, you know that Eric Clapton almost replaced George Harrison. I heard. I heard. That song by George Harrison, "My Guitar Gently Weeps." Right. He, he Eric Clapton's on that song. Really? Plays the guitar on that album, on that song. Uh, yeah. And for years, I didn't know Eric Clapton was Brit was British. Yeah. He cream. Right. Yep. Sunshine of your love. Yeah. Is that him singing? That is him singing, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone knows him for Tears Tears in Heaven. Tears in Heaven. And you know how that song came about? Yeah, about his son. Fell off a balcony in a, a yeah. hotel. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's amazing how sometimes people will write a song in four or five minutes. Yeah. Oh, did I ever tell you about the time when I got into poetry? You know what? You did. Yeah. I wrote my I first... write a little bit myself. You do? Yeah. I wrote my first poem when my father passed away. Man, don't cry. And no, no, oh. no, no. I forget the title of it, but that was... And, and I wrote that poem in, in, in a few minutes. And as a matter of fact, all the poems that I've written mm -hmm. took me minutes. five, five, ten minutes. It's amazing when you're on there. Yeah, when you're into it. Yeah. I, and I found out that it was very relaxing. Yeah. Very cathartic. You can... Wow, man. Don't be calling me names like that, <laughs> Junior. Yeah. Man, two folks here, what do you call so me? It's, it's like there was a, go on, go on, go on. Anyway. Um, there, there was a bit... There was a bit... Uh, Kevin Hart, you know who he is? Short... Comedian? Black guy, comedian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said there was a part in the movie where he tells... one. So one black guy is telling him, and he's like a salesman. He's like... He's like... He goes, I want this. He's telling the guy, he's, he's like, I want this warranty on the house. And like the guy goes, that I cannot do. And he goes, don't be my ER, be my with an A. And he's like, see, now you, now you're, uh, he goes, now you're being condescending. And you know, I, I, I can't do, I can't do that right now. See, that you you use it. I'm not gonna go there with you. He's like, let's just move on amicably and we'll we'll proceed. And he goes, he's like, so now no. He goes, now you're now you're just being. He goes, I don't understand what that meant. See now he goes, now you just. Now, I think he said Kevin Hart says I'm being you're being condescending. He's like, I don't understand those words. You can't. You're just talking down to me. I don't appreciate that. And then the other guy, the other guy gets pissed off. He's like, okay, so now you want to you want to hey, here. 
he's here. You know, <laughs> like and they're just going back and forth. But it, <laughs> yeah, well, that's why I said, "What the hell?" Call me a <laughs> cathartic, bad therapeutic. Yeah, okay. like like relaxing. Yeah, that, that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, you, you find some you find some peace in it. Yeah, you find some yeah. relaxation out of it. You, and I do. And 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 I wrote a poem for everybody. Yeah. You, your mom, your sisters. My friends, I remember friends that we were, were dying, doing, yeah. people that got killed, and it, I mean, I like it. As a matter of fact, I wrote a poem, mm-hmm. and there was a Hispanic thing going on in Washington D.C. What was this? Some year, whoa, man! I, I think we were living in Trevino Street. Wow, okay. And I entered a, a, a poem, one of my poems. And it went all the way to D.C. Wow, really? And they said, uh, you will not get this poem back. If we choose your poem, we'll print it out or it'll be posted in Hispanic poets and stuff like that. Well, needless to say, it, the only place it went to was Washington, D.C. because I never heard anything about mm-hmm. it. And it was never printed or anywhere. You've been to Washington, D.C.? Yes, I have. You saw the Pentagon? Saw the Pentagon, yeah. Lincoln Memorial, White Lincoln House. Lincoln Memorial, White House, the Vietnam Memorial Wall. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The, the Smithsonian. Was that a good time? Aer- yeah, uh, 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 Aeronautics Museum. I went to a whole bunch of places. And the mall, the White House, the Capitol, the White House. And you saw the Speaker of the House. I saw the Speaker of the House. And this was, what year was this? 1986. It was in 86? December of 86, Bob Dole was a a Speaker of the House. I didn't realize it was that long ago. The senior Republican Speaker of the House. And I told your Uncle Frank, I said, I I, I bet I'm going to run into somebody that I know. And and your uncle said, "Uh, come on, uh, Cunhao, you're from Atlas, Texas. Who who might you know in D.C.? Well, long story short... We were walking by the Capitol, mm. and all the congressmen and senators were walking out, and and Bob Dole was there, mm. and he was waiting for his limousine or mm. his chauffeur-driven limousine. And I looked at him and I yelled at him. I said, "Hey, how you doing, Mr. Dole?" And you know, Bob Dole had a crippled right hand mm-hmm. from the Korean conflict, mm-hmm. so he would always put a. a insert a pen or a pencil or a piece of paper so it wouldn't look that obvious that it was deformed. And he waved at me and said, hey, how are you? And your tío looked at me and said, who is that? I said, that's Bob Dole, Bobby. <laughs> he said, what? Uh, yeah, Bobby. How can that be? I said, brother-in-law, you, 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 you're stationed here at the Pentagon. You live in Alexandria, Virginia. And you and, and and you don't even know who the the senior speaker of the house is. That's Bob Dole. Bobby comes to the house sometimes. We make we make tripas and barbecue. He said, "What?" Uh, then I just cracked up and said, "No, but that, I, I've seen him on TV." I said, "That was Bob Dole." Man, get out of here! I said, "I told you I was going to run into somebody I know." Man, I thought that was. Well, I made my day. You had, you, you had, was he laughing when you did that? Yeah, you know, you tell Frankie, what? Damn, Cunhao. I said, yeah, bro, I, I know somebody. 
Yeah, I always he, know somebody. He, uh, <laughs> you, you, uh, what would you say? You're like your uncle. He's the only person I know that likes to get verbally abused. And your uncle is the only person that likes to be verbally, mentally, physically abused, and he loves it. You know, you know, it's funny. I had a comedian on a while back when Steve did my podcast. I had a guy named John Stringer. I did that. Sh- I did that podcast with those two guys in Austin. Remember? I don't know if you remember. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so John goes. He goes. I have a wide range of of audience uh, client not, not clientele, but my audience is, you know, I'm in South Texas. I'm in Texas in Austin, and I, I always travel down south. He's like, I love going down to the Valley Corpus Christi because the Hispanic people love me. And I go, really? He's like, yeah. You know what they like? And I go, what? He goes, they love it when I tell, I insult them. <laughs> He's like, they'd love for me to pick on them. They get a kick out of it. So he goes, I have a show in San Antonio in early January at Stella's. It's like a Mexican restaurant buffet, but they have a stage set up and I can, I'm going to do a show there. But those people get a kick out of me making fun of them. Yeah. He's like, they'd love it. He's like, oh, Mexican, Hispanic people love me. And he goes, he goes, he goes, and I love them too because they let me. They they welcome me with open arms. He's like, I'm gonna do a, like a live show, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna. He goes, and he got into this whole thing. He's like, I'm gonna buy a, I'm gonna get a mariachi outfit, and I'm gonna yeah. get fitted. He's like, do you know that they fit you? They they build they build a mariachi outfit that's fit for you specifically. I go, no, I didn't know that. He's like, he's going off on this tangent, but he's but that it just made me think about that because yeah. Hispanic people. He's like Hispanic people. They love comedians, and he goes, they love me because they, I rip into them and they enjoy it. Well, well, and he gets paid for it. At yeah, the same time. yeah. He goes, but he goes, what a way of making a living, right? Telling me, addicted to abuse. But but I, that for the most part that's true because like yeah. look like look at George Lopez. He makes fun yeah. of Latinos, but yeah. he but he does but all of it's true. He's like, look, he goes like the one time with like the he goes, look if my uncle Chewie's gonna run into the pole. Look, let's watch, <laughs> and we do that though. We we totally do. Uh, <laughs> oh, anyway, but I man, mean, yeah, George Lopez was crazy boy. But and and Bill Frank would he, Uncle Frank would always have these. He'd make these faces, and he was being funny without even being yes. without even trying. All the time. Without even trying to be funny, it was funny. And there's people like that in this world. Yeah. And they don't know that they're funny. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's, it happens. It happens. I mean, us, it's a gift. Yeah. We just yeah, we just know. nailed it, man. You know? Yeah, we did. So what's it like sitting across the table from me here? What do you think? What do you, what do you see? Uh, Junior? You see me. You see you. That was, it's okay. Yeah. I, I, see, was. I see myself 30 years ago. It's a man. I had hair. I had a black beard. <laughs> and it's getting a little gray. Yeah. A little yeah. Bit. Well, let's, uh, you know, people with gray hair, you know what that's called? That's called the crown of wisdom. Yeah. It's called the crown of wisdom. So I don't have that crown of wisdom anymore because it all fell off. You're a man. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I have this gray beard. I don't have a beard right now. but Yeah. But it's one of those things, bro. Yeah. No, and and thanks. We weren't even planning on. We weren't even planning on doing this. We just no. did it. Yeah, we just did it. Almost. Hi, mommy. Hey, baby. We just did it. We just did it, and and it worked out because we didn't plan this, and it worked out. See, like I I kind of got you in here. I'm like, oh, let me see what he thinks. And you got you sat down. Got you well, you know, because I'm cool. You yeah. man, you cool. Yeah, I, you I cool know. all the time, bro. I know. Cool. I have to, 
But it's uh, you know it's an image. <laughs> <laughs> it's an image. I I have to be cool. Just wait till I uh, when we turn off the microphone and oh, you're gonna get cool in a little bit. You get cooler. Yeah, cooler. You know, I, I be pimping. No, he's limping. I just you know I want to say this, and I'm, I'm I've been blessed to have wonderful people in my life, and I I can't be blessed enough to say that I have wonderful parents. Well, thank you, Junior. Only his daddy can call him Junior. Uh, <laughs> no, well, well, thanks, thanks, and and uh, I'm glad. Hey, you guys, like all parents, you know, we love our kids. Of course, we love our kids, and 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 we hope the best for them, for each and every one of you, in whatever route or career you guys do or take or make. I was gonna get into porn. What do you think about that? Hey, Junior, whatever turns <laughs> I'm you on. I'm kidding. I would never do that. Hey, Junior, whatever turns you on, brothers. <laughs> I mind my own business. Keep my nose clean. Yeah. I think I'm ready for another beer. I think so, too. Because my mind is clear. Um, I have no fear. You Okay. A couple oh. more minutes. And then oh, we'll, yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah. We're, 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 I mean, we're getting there. Yeah. We'll, yeah, we're definitely getting there. You're the man. Yeah, I am the man because I'm Mexican. And you're my number one fan. So, did, were you a big fan of Cheech and Chong? Yeah. Ah, yeah, I was. As a matter of fact, I think I have one of their albums. You do? I do. Basketball Jones, I think, is on yeah. there. Yeah. I think I do. You do? I hope it's not broken or cracked. I hope not either, because you... You think I can sell it on eBay? Probably. Make good my, money off of that. People... My, man, people... I want, have Grand Funk... You got Led Zeppelin? Led Zeppelin, Stairway to Heaven. You can't get rid of the Led Zeppelin. No, I'm, I'm not going to. You know that to this day I've never listened to Stairway to Heaven. Hey, I have some music there, Junior. But uh, 33s. Yeah, 33s are good. Yeah. But, yeah, well, we don't have a player, but. You know. <laughs> yeah, well, we got we have on, we have iTunes here. We have Apple Music. We can oh, yeah. We'll yeah, listen yeah. to it. We can yeah. get that. Get that in. Get in the in the get in the zone here. In in the groove, grooving. Oh, I love that song. Sixty-seven. Uh, the rest. Nineteen sixty-seven. Nineteen six. Man, what you? What were you doing at that time, Junior? I can't say that on uh, <laughs> the uh, uh, the the what is it? The FTC or what is <laughs> the FTC? FCC or the FCC Federal for, Communications? Yeah, Federal Communications Commission. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, hey, bro. I, uh, when I took some business classes, I, I learned about the FCC. What about the SEC? Security so- Southeastern Conference? No, the Security Exchanges Commission. Oh, okay. The okay. stock, like the people. You know keep- what the AFL-CIO stands for? AFL, American Football League Commander in Operations. Negative. What? American Federation Legion Congressional Industrial Organization. Wow. That is the meanest union in the in the country. Oh, so even, Jimmy Hoffa. Oh, the AFL CIO. So you're not. So you don't think the CIA or no? The FBI? Well, well, you know what the CIA stands for, right? Central Intelligence. Negative, Social. negative. Chicanos in action <laughs> in the barrio. So I used to have a BMW. When I had my BMW, I had a coworker in Corpus Christi. His name was Shern, and I had the I had a BMW. I would I would show up in the BMW, and he had this Lexus type. Mm-hmm. Racer that he was building up. Matter of fact, he was good friends with Chris Anahosa, who I think oh, is yeah. related. Ellen Anahosa is his yeah. mom, I think. Uh, 
they were good friends. So he knew Chris from Alice, and mm-hmm. I knew Chris because family association right. or whatever. And he goes, "Man, bro, you know what BMW stands for?" And I go, "Black man's wheels." Or no, I know I, I said big Mexican woman. He said no, nah. and he started cracking up, and he said black man's wheels. Black, yeah. Okay. And I was like, all right, cool, man. I like that. Yeah. But he he, he was the same guy. This is the same guy. That he came in. Uh, we we're, we're both working and we're busy. And one of my coworkers was like, hey man, who's chicken? Who's chickens in there? Or where's? Oh no, he, he comes. Shern comes out. He's like, hey man, where's my where's the chicken at? <laughs> We started cracking up because it was, and he didn't. He was just saying it, but we were laughing because, like, and there's a line of people, and we're just laughing because he made this direct reference to his right. himself because of chicken and black people, and he just. So where is he now? He's still in Corpus. Yeah, doing. Uh, he just graduated from college. Oh, okay. Uh, I haven't talked to him in a while, but man, he was he was good people. Man, he used to make me laugh. He used to. Um, he used to always get food for us. He had hookups everywhere in Corpus. He, he's a cool cat. It's good to know people like that. Yeah, he's good people, man. I always, I always enjoyed Street him. Street smarts. Yeah, <laughs> and and he is this is a nice guy. Yeah. Anyway, um, we're getting near the end, man. So, is there anything, any last words you want to say? We've been going for an hour and twenty some odd minutes. So what I'm going to do is yeah. I'm going to, yeah, give it a little two parter just because it's the anniversary. There you go. Wow. Uh, just, just be cool. Be yourself. Yeah, laugh. L- live, laugh, and love. What was it that uh, um, Jim Valvano said? So, remember him? North Carolina yeah, State yeah. died of cancer. cancer. He's He gets this. For the, the first ever ESPY awards are, are starting. He gets the first ever, one of the first ever awards. And they have him go up and talk. And he says... He goes, I don't know how much time I have. And he delivers a very emotional speech. I remember seeing that at your apartment in Corpus Christi. Yeah, he gives this emotional speech, but he's funny in the speech. And like a few months later, he passed away or whatever it was. But he goes, the teleprompter's telling me that I need to stop talking. Like, eh, get out of here. I'm not going to stop talking. Yeah, he's like, he does that little, like, you know, and he keeps going. And then he says, I will never forget it. Vince Lombardi was my biggest hero. Big, big guy, big influence in my life. Coach the Green Bay Packers, he said, men, we have three things. There's there's three things in life and three things only we need to worry about. It's God, you know, family, and the Green Bay Packers. That's what Vince Lombardi said. He said, so there I am. I'm coaching freshman basketball at Princeton University. I, he goes, it's our first game, and I'm waiting, and I'm waiting, and I'm waiting. And he says, it's 10 minutes before they go out to do warm-ups, and I go in there. like Just like Vince, I bust through the doors, and I walk around. Man, this year in freshman Princeton basketball, you're going to learn you're gonna learn a lot about the game and you're going to learn about things. But there are three important things that you need to know about. It's God, uh, family. He goes, family, and the Green Bay Packers instead of the <laughs> Princeton, Princeton basketball. And everyone just started laughing. He's like, great. You know, like yeah. I messed up. But uh, just, just. And just, it's amazing when, when people mess up like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, Sometimes it's a good thing. Yeah, and it loosens everybody yeah, up. Yeah. And like, okay, I get where he's coming from. But yeah. he, like, what did he? He said, have a full day. He said, you have to live life to the fullest and have a full day of emotion. He said, he yeah. said, you got to laugh, you have to love, and you have to cry. Is what yeah. he would say. Yeah. And, but it, and it's just that's life. That's what life is. Yeah. But anyway, but I'm just going back to yeah. what you were saying. Uh, 
there's there's one more thing I want to say. It's uh, James Taylor had a song called "You've Got a Friend," mm-hmm. and what I do now is is visit the poor, the sick, the lonely, the dying, mm-hmm. and everybody knows somebody. So, you know, make time for for the lonely, the poor, the sick, and the and the dying, the elderly. Yeah, and be a friend. Be a friend to somebody and 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 love one another. And, that's all I got to say about that. Yeah. But be somebody and, and, and remember those people. Yeah. And once again, thank you, veterans. Yeah, thank you to our veterans and all the people out there serving our country. Hey, man, thanks for doing this, man. I had a blast. Thanks. Same here, Junior. And we didn't plan it, like you said. It just kind of... Uh, it were all right. Yeah. It, it, it turned out good, I think. Yeah, I agree. All right, man. All right, later. Well, that was a blast. Ooh, man. <laughs> My dad always knows how to have a good conversation. He knows how to make me laugh. He knows how to make you all laugh. He knows how to just get into the moment and get comfortable and have a good time. Dad, Pops, the father, Lord, 